9, 8, 7, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I can't hear anything. 2, 1. Ah, now I can hear it. <sighs> Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. Hello everybody, hey, 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 and welcome to Tipperary for the next hour. Thank you for coming on and joining me live, guys. Lovely to see you back, Shay. Hey, Katrina, how are things? So there's a couple of other people here and I, I can't read your names. Um, there's just, it seems to be a gloop of letters there somewhere. Hello, <laughs> what a lovely wave. Can you hear me okay on Podbean? For those of you who are listening in, I was having a nightmare with my microphones trying to get set up there. Feeling good and yes, good woman, Shay. Okay, everybody. So I'm on Podbean and at the moment I am also live on TikTok and we're going to have another chat. So tonight, um, even though I don't mind answering questions and everything, so as normal, I just, I like to give some value and I like to talk maybe about some aspect of mediumship on my podcast because um, my hope is to kind of take away the skepticism and the fear and, you know, people are kind of scared of it. They don't understand it, all this kind of stuff. And I want to, you know, do my bit to take that away from people and to show them that, you know, our loved ones in the spirit world are just the same people as they were when they were alive here. Okay. So tonight, what I wanted to talk about, because it's a huge, huge topic, I wanted to talk about communicating with babies and young children. Okay. Now, I did say in the description that I also am going to talk maybe a little bit at the end as well about connecting with people who don't or didn't speak English as their first language, because obviously I'm an English speaker. So it's a question I often get asked, you know, my parents were Filipino or, you know, my parents were Spanish. Uh, would you be able to connect with them? And also pets. Now, it's not that I want to lump everybody into the same group of people, but the, the logistics of communicating with all those groups are the very, very same. Okay, so let's talk about young children. And I know that there's probably going to be people on here who um, maybe have lost a child, uh, maybe through miscarriage or stillbirth or cot death or childhood illnesses. And, you know, first of all, <clears throat> I want to say uh, my sympathies goes out to all of you. Okay, and I make no secret of the fact that I have six babies of my own in the spirit world. Okay, so I don't say that to look for sympathy. I have two healthy children here on earth, and I'm really delighted and proud of them and delighted to have them here. But it was a long journey to get them. Okay, so I do know a little bit of what the 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 feeling of losing a child one after the other, after the other, after the other. And you're thinking, oh, am I ever going to have a healthy baby? Okay, so I know that feeling. So um, obviously when people come, and I remember when I started out reading for the public, I mean, obviously I've always been able to connect with people that have passed away, okay? I don't remember a time in my life 
um, where I didn't see dead people. Okay, so I've always been able to connect with spirit. And somebody on the podcast, um, there isn't a name, but it says, my daughter visited me a few years after I miscarried her at 10 weeks gestation. An amazing experience. How beautiful you know, and, you know, I'm not getting into the debate. I, I, I don't come down on anybody one way or the other. But, you know, you have to wonder if, you know, the soul of that baby was alive at 10 weeks. You know, some people don't believe that they are. But personally, and, you know, I, I, I don't argue with anybody because we all have our own beliefs. Personally, I do believe that they are a soul um, at that point. So years ago, as I say, I was, I've always been able to connect with dead people. However, um, I didn't always read publicly for people. So obviously, when I was a little girl, it was just always around at home. And, you know, as I got older, um, it was just friends and family. And then I pushed it away for a long time. I got busy. I was traveling and enjoying life and whatever. I was into my motorbikes um, and I didn't think about dead people. I thought about very much being alive. But, um, you know, as I got a little bit older, then again, um, I went back to it um, a little bit. And then I started to read publicly for people. So I do remember in those early days, this woman came to me and um, so she was very closed. A lot of people, when they come to see a medium, they're, you know, they, they kind of sit there with their arms folded, a pole face, what we in Ireland call, would call a pole face. Um, it means you, you've got that serious face on you because people make this decision that, you know, before they go to see a psychic or a medium, they're not going to give anything away with their facial expression. So that kind of that face that's what we call a pole face you know where you, you keep your showing the people on tiktok what i mean by a pole face um so they sit there with their arms crossed the pole face the legs crossed you know and they don't want to give anything away with their body language or anything like that but anyway as it happened i started off talking and i was very nervous it took me a long time to get comfortable reading for people and i started off and i was talking about this young man and i said he's 31 years old and i said he seems to have been born with illness i said he never seems to have developed and i was describing him and whatever and she said no it doesn't make any sense to me she said the man you're describing she said sounds like my husband but she said the the young man you're speaking about does not make any sense to me so I was like oh my god please ground just open up and swallow me and so we connected to another few family members and that was fine and then I was coming to the end of the reading and I said I still have this young man here and I said to her he's 31 years old and he told me when his birthday was and immediately she started to cry because 31 years before on that specific date she gave birth to a stillborn little boy okay and um all of the those years for 31 years she had a memory of him as a baby and in her mind he never grew up okay he was always a baby but you know we always need to remember that the only reason that we as women do not give birth to grown-ups is because physically we can't okay so we have to give birth to a baby so this baby grows but when babies arrive on earth they're fully developed they they're really clever they have a lot of information they know how to communicate they can actually see spirit world around them but we treat them like babies and therefore they they forget they go to a point where they forget everything that they knew before 
and they start communicating in our way. And if we're going goo goo gaga to a baby, they're going to reply in goo goo gaga. Okay. Um, somebody said it would be nuts if moms give birth to full grown people. Yeah, I don't know if you remember years ago, uh, there was a program on television called Mark and Mindy. I'm probably showing my age now. But um, and Mark was an alien and he was born as a fully grown adult. His mother um his mother hatched an egg, I believe, and that's how he was born. So that would be cool. Um, uh, but pushing that egg out would be an experience right enough. <laughs> so um, so that was kind of a revelation to both of us because I always saw people as they are right now, okay, in the spirit world, and they do develop in the spirit world. But um, this she always had this vision of her son as a baby in heaven. Okay. So because of that experience, I went back to my spirit guides and, you know, I spoke to them. So I have now, I, I kind of made an agreement. So anybody who ever has intention of working as a medium, you will spend your first few years making agreements with your spirit guides as to how they're going to show you things. Okay. And, um, so I asked that if, um, if someone passed as a baby, be it um, be they miscarried, stillborn, or as a young child, you know, show them to me as the parent sees them, okay? Because otherwise they're not going to recognize them, okay? So now when it's a baby, um, they do come on here as a baby, okay? They do come through troll alert. I'm not even going to look at the comments on TikTok if there's trolls on there. Um, I'll start blocking in a few minutes. But um, so generally now what happens? OK, so how does the connection work? Because we know that if a baby was miscarried or stillborn or passes, God forbid, in those first few days or weeks of life, we're thinking, well, you know, that baby couldn't speak. That baby, you know, didn't know who we were. That baby had no knowledge of the physical world. What in Lord's name are they going to tell us? OK, and let me tell you that they can tell us an awful lot. OK, because, yes, OK, we miscarry a baby, but language in the spirit world isn't the same as language here. OK, and this counts, too, for people who didn't speak English. Nobody ever appears in front of me and speaks to me or whispers in my ear or anything like that. OK, that's not how it happens. That's not how we get messages from spirit. It's about what we feel from them. It's about the smells. It's about the tastes. We might see different things. We might hear different things. You know, there's lots of ways that they 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 make themselves known to us. So even though this child was a baby, they still have a vast awareness of things that are going on around them. Okay. Um, now, a lot of times they can come through with another relative. OK, I do remember a time where I read for a girl um, and she'd actually come to see me because her dad had passed. But when her dad came through, he was holding a little boy and um, it turned out it was her boy um, that never got to birth. OK, so um, this baby came through with the father. But when I connected to the baby himself, this baby was able to give me an awful lot of detail about what was going on in his mom's life, because they don't just sit up there wrapped in a blanket in a nursery in heaven. OK, they are the afterlife, we should call it. Um, they don't um, they do kind of develop. They grow up. They they have relationships with people. And as well as that, you know, other relatives that are in heaven 
And this comes out a lot that, okay, so say if you lose a baby and you have even a grandmother in the spirit world, you know, that grandmother might take on looking after that baby, but they tend to bring them down to meet their parents. Okay, I'm just going to start blocking people here now. Okay, um, yeah, they do tend to bring babies down and they might put them in bed beside their mothers or fathers. You know, they might bring them during the day when there's meal times or to see their other siblings. They might have brothers and sisters that, you know, um, are living on earth and they're able to tell us an awful lot of information about what went on. Okay, um, I've blocked one of the trolls. Yeah, I know I don't have anybody to uh, moderate for me. This does seem like a polarizing topic. I could understand why some may be offended too. Yeah, no, I understand. It's not even that re reason that they're trolling. And I understand I'm not even going to get into that debate because people have their own take on things and that's fine. So I'm specifically going to talk about miscarried babies. Okay. Um, okay. I will happily mod for you. I don't know how to make you a mod. So that's, I'll have to sort that out for the next time. I don't have anyone to mod tonight, but just ignore their comments. I'm, I will, um, I will come on to TikTok when I'm finished on the podcast. Um, but I'm just going to let you listen in for now and then I'll answer all your questions. Someone's saying that she miscarried at 29 weeks. It's yeah, it's really tough, isn't it? Um, I, I know what that's like, Chantel. So I really can, um, sympathize with you on that one. So another person that I read for one time was a lady who lost her baby. Now, I believe he was three and a half weeks old when he died, something like this. OK, and um, the baby actually, God love me, he never got to leave the hospital. OK, he um, was ill from the time he was born and he was in Peds ICU, so he never actually got to leave the hospital. But when I connected with him, which was something like six or seven months after his passing, okay, so he was still a very young child, um, and he was able to tell me um, his name. He was able to tell me the name of the nurse that looked after him in the Peds ICU. He was able to tell me the color of the uniform that that girl had worn. It was a female nurse who was looking after him. And he was able to tell me that she'd cut her hair during the time that she was looking after him and her um his mother was able to say oh my god she actually did uh she was a girl and she was in one day with her hair down to her waist and the next day she came in it was a short bob okay so she'd cut her hair he was able to tell me all of this information he was also able to tell me you know details about his passing and his parents holding him and his sister he gave me his sister's name and I'm very bad at names. Okay. So for him to give me these names, he was very specific. And he told me about his sister and about her being brought in to say goodbye to him. And she was only about three or four. And, um, that the mother had lifted up the little girl and he described the coat that she was wearing and her curly hair falling in her face. And he described all of this in intricate detail. Okay. And he was only like, you know, uh, days old okay so you can imagine that on one hand it upset the mother because he was he was aware that you know he was in hospital but he didn't know any different okay he only knew the people that he had seen in the hospital and he was able to tell me this okay so I know that can be very um upsetting 
um for the parents but she came back to me afterwards and she said after she'd got over the initial shock she felt so much at peace because not only was he able to tell me an awful lot about um you know who he saw here when he was on earth but he was able to tell me about the people that he was with in the spirit world also okay so that's what brought her the peace so what i'm trying to say is you know they don't have to speak english they don't have to stand up and they don't have to say oh you know you said this to me and you said that to me literally all he did was put the vision into my head so if any of you have ever watched sci-fi movies or something like this um, and they talk about telepathy so they talk about um communicating through thought so i put a thought in your head and you put a thought in my head instead of this conversation so, so we always have to bear in mind that people that have passed don't have a physical body anymore. So therefore, they don't have their vocal cords and the voice that they had when they were on Earth. So they can't talk to us in the way that they used to. So they have to find different ways to connect with us. OK, so therefore, we talk about the clairvoyance, the clairsentience, clairaudience, all that kind of stuff that we spoke about. I think it was in episode two. Um, the clairs of mediumship, the different ways of communicating. Okay. And this is the way that he communicated. And it's the same with young children, toddlers and stuff. Unfortunately, yes, you know, people do lose young children. It seems to go against the grain. Um, maybe just doesn't want to connect. I don't believe somebody's just saying that maybe somebody doesn't want to connect. I didn't follow the conversation on TikTok, but, um, I don't ever believe that there's somebody that doesn't want to connect. There's different energies. So I'll make that a topic for um, a future episode. Okay. Why, um, why it might be that somebody doesn't connect on a particular evening or something like this. Okay. Um, so now, and it's not that I'm trying to say at all, and I do don't want anybody to take offense. I'm not trying to say that a miscarried baby or a young child that passes, I'm not trying to say that they're the same as animals or, you know, anything like this, but it's the same principle. So if you're to talk about someone um, who didn't speak English, okay, so I speak English. Oh, Lorna is saying she lost her baby boy at 27 weeks. I mean, that's huge, you know, because you have a tiny little baby that you can hold on to. And the reason I know that is because uh, my cousin, he was born at 25 and a half weeks. I think he was the smallest uh, baby boy that was born in London at the time. He was um, an ounce under a pound in weight when he was born. And we could see through his skin. I was a teenager when he was um when he was born. So I do remember um, him as being a tiny little baby. And he spent, he was born in October and I believe he didn't come home from hospital until February. So he did spend a lot of time in hospital, but he grew up. Um, I'm getting off topic now, but that was the boy. Some of you who have joined in, no, he survived Lorna. Um, my cousin survived until this year. He would have been 27 years old this year. But um, he was very unfortunately at the end of February, he went for a walk in London during lockdown and he was mugged and he was thrown off a bridge. So he passed away in February of this year. So, you know, it just seems doesn't seem so tragic that somebody goes through so much when they're born and uh, wow, that went sideways. <laughs> uh, so apparently everybody else could take offense, stinky dad, but I can't. 
it, it, it is horrific because they haven't yet found um, anybody for it. The investigation is still ongoing. It's really, really hard on my aunt. So it's been a tough year, that's for sure. But you know what? He survived so much. He was born. Thank you for that. Um, somebody's saying that they're so sorry for my loss. Um, there's no name on it, though. Um, so my point being, I suppose, that um, I understand, you know, totally what it's like. Somebody was saying that um, they lost a baby at 27 weeks. So you do actually have a little baby to hold and to say goodbye to. OK, so I'd have some people in the speakers in a minute, um, if that's OK. I just want to get to the end of this topic before I lose my train of thought. Um, so, yeah, so it's the very same principle for people who didn't speak English. So I'm an English speaker. I don't speak any other language fluently. OK, so especially when I've been over like to places like Canada and um, the United States and I've worked in Denmark, you know, so you're meeting a lot of people who did who don't necessarily have English as their first language or their first generation um, American or Canadian or something. And, you know, they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, my parents, you know, didn't speak English or whatever. And it, it doesn't matter because, as I said to you, to communicate with spirit, they don't appear in front of us and start talking. They don't whisper in our ear as mediums. OK, so it's about thought. It's about transfer of thought. It's about feeling. It's about temperature. It's about hearing different sounds. It's about smelling different smells. So it's, you're using all the other senses. Now, you will hear that there's mediums who are clear audience and they hear a voice. OK, but it will be the, the memory of a voice for something that they said when they were alive, because realistically, we know they don't have uh, vocal cords or a voice box. They cannot talk in the same way that we talk here anymore. So the language never comes into play. There is never, ever, ever a language barrier when we are talking about um connecting with spirit okay and that's also what makes it possible to speak to animals okay and i've got so many funny stories about connecting with animals um i i do i always remember the first time that i made a connection with something that i didn't think that i could do and years ago i went to somebody's house to read they were having a party and they wanted someone to do some readings for them so i was um I was installed, as I say, into a bedroom upstairs. And so during the evening, people wandered up and down for readings and stuff like that. So at one point, this lady came into the room and um, she came in and she shut the door and she sat down. And then I said to her, is that dog not yours? And she said, which dog? I said, there's a dog scratching at the door. So I opened the door and this little dog came scurrying in and he, he was like, you know, in and out between my my feet. And I said to her, is that not your dog? And she looked at me and her face just went so white. And um, she said, there is no dog there. And I said, oh, the reason I described him to her and she just started crying. She had actually come to see me because she had lost her little dog two weeks before. And um, as a widow, he was the only company that she'd had at home. So obviously this was a huge, huge loss to her. So I could see this dog as clear as clear as day. And I thought this woman's blind. She can't see the dog, you know, because he was the most it was the most realistic vision I'd had in a long time. And um, so anyway, when I started communicating with the dog, this dog was able to tell me everything. 
this dog was able to show me where his ashes were. He showed me that his collar was tied around the urn that the ashes were in. Um, I'm trying to remember back now. It was a long time ago. Um, and all the pictures that she had up of him as well around the place and everything. And oh, yeah, he showed me all his toys that she'd stored away in one of those, you know, those vacuum pack bags. You put everything into the bag and you hoover out all the air. So she had all his toys uh, stored like that because she wanted to keep them as well. So he was able to show me all of these things. So in the same way that a baby um, can perceive that all these things are going on around them, so do animals. So what's the difference? You know, it, there's no difference in the communication. I uh, was doing a fair up in Dublin one time and um, this woman came in and she handed me a photograph, but she had it in an envelope because she said she didn't want, um, I also do psychometry. I'll explain psychometry. Psychometry is um, it's the ability to hold on to something and feel the energy of someone or something who's passed. Okay, so like um, I could hold the photo of somebody to get their energy or, you know, when I started first, I used to tell people to bring something with them, you know, something that somebody wore every day. So maybe a watch that they wore every day, a chain that they wore around their neck every day, not an ornament that sat on the shelf for 20 years, but something that they would have held every day. So I could actually hold something and feel the energy. So this lady knew this and she brought the photo with her, but she had the photo in an envelope. So I couldn't see the photograph. So here I was and I was holding this photograph and it was at a fair in Dublin. Well, this envelope, I didn't know what was inside it, to be fair. And uh, I said to her, you know what? I said, the only thing I'm seeing is a dog. So I described this dog because I'm really brutal at knowing the different names of all the different breeds of dogs. I have a German Shepherd myself. Um, so I know a German Shepherd and a Westie. That's probably about it. Maybe a Labrador. So I described this dog um, the way that I saw him. And she started crying and she opened the envelope and she showed me the picture of the dog. And it was the exact dog that I described. So I said, OK, I'm going to do my best for you. <laughs> so anyway. The first thing this dog did was give out. Okay, and you're gonna, you're gonna really think like that. I'm um I'm mad here. Okay, um and guys, if there's anybody bothering you on TikTok, I can just see some of the comments flying up there. Um, just ignore them and don't even reply to to their comments. And um, he he what you call? So yeah, the dog was given out because. Outside of the back door was the dog's bed for sleeping outside, although he did used to sleep in the house at nighttime. But he had a, a bed outside a little, one of those little dog houses. And the dog was only passed now from memory, I think it was about three or four months Okay, since the dog had passed. And in this time, it was summer, um, the, they had got rid of the dog box because her heart was broken so much. She said she was never going to get a dog again. So they um, got rid of the dog box, uh, the dog house, and they had put decking outside of the back door. OK, and the dog was given out. He said, where's my house? And he also showed me. Um, and you'll see it's funny because it was a male dog, as I recall, and that he had um, a bone and a pink teddy bear buried just at the side of the house. And when they were digging up to put in the base or the foundations or whatever you do for Deccan, they had found this bone and this pink teddy. So he showed me um, these before she mentioned it. He showed them to me and I said, he showed me a pink teddy and a bone. Um, and he was also showing me um, that she had found under the couch um, some toy that they had been looking for that he had lost. 
okay, and um, that she had found it when she was hoovering not long after his passing. So, you know, the point being is that the dog was around her. And this is something that um, I want people to know because it's something that I feel so often here in my own home because I'm an animal person, more dogs and cats now than anything, um, you know, um, fancy. I have no tigers or snakes or anything like that, but um, dogs and cats. And I had a cat for um, 13 years. And she had just three paws, okay? She was kicked by the horse here out in the back and um, she lost one of her paws, God bless her. And she obviously was a house cat most of the time, although she was a great little hunter. But every single night, without fail, at about, I think it was about half three, four o'clock in the morning, she would jump onto the bed and walk up onto my husband's shoulder and start poking him in the face to let her out, Okay. I can still feel her doing that every single night. I feel her jumping on the bed. And because because she only had three paws, her walk across the bed is very, um, it's very distinctive. You would know because she was kind of hopping with, because she only had one front paw. So I can still feel her. And has anybody ever heard the term totem? Have you ever heard the word totem? And do you know what it means? Just wonder, has anybody ever heard that? Nobody? Okay. So um, the word totem um, is an animal spirit guide. It's another word for an animal spirit guide. Okay. It's a pole. Yeah, there is a totem pole. You're right. Okay. Um, but it's an animal spirit guide. Okay. And they come to us at the times in our lives where we need the most moral support because that's what they're there for. So sometimes if you ever feel, if you're someone who had pets in the past or growing up or whatever, pay attention. Because sometimes if you're ever feeling down, maybe you've had um, a relationship breakup, maybe you've had a death in the family, maybe you've just had a bad day at work and you quit your job or something. You know, when you're kind of just maybe potting around in the kitchen or you're sitting down on the couch and you feel really low. They're the times where you can feel your, your pets rubbing up against your feet um, following you around the house, maybe you can hear the dog's paws on the tiles, or maybe you can feel the cat jumping up beside you. But they're the times when you will always, always, always feel them around. I promise you. Just pay attention. It really is just a matter of paying attention to what they're showing you. Okay, I know I make it sound really easy, but it is really much easier than you think. I actually started the very first night of my eight week program last night. I started with some new students last night and literally we had our very first 90 minute class. Okay. And, uh, we went through a lot of stuff and then, uh, we did a meditation after about an hour, we did a meditation and we called in spirit and we asked for a sign and each one of those students got a sign. They surprised themselves after just one hour of class, after no one being told what to look for, they all went away with a sign from a loved one after 90 minutes last night. Okay. So really once you sit down and you put your mind to it and you know what to look for, mediumship is actually really easy. Okay. What happens is we overthink it too much. We really do. And we don't trust ourselves. Um, because, you know, I could have said to myself, oh, you know, 
it's my imagination what this baby's showing me or it's my imagination what this dog is showing me but it's the detail the pink teddy okay where it was found the position of the dog house outside the back door you know the urn with the collar tied around it all of these things these are the specific things that owners want to hear you know even the the baby boy telling me about the color uniform that the nurse was wearing and his mother like had no clue that he was that aware because he had little tube into his mouth and you know um there was so much going on with the little pet that she wasn't aware that he he was taking in all that information okay but please trust yourself and trust your energy when you feel it don't write it off i don't know if any of you follow me on uh, facebook i'm probably more a facebook person than i am for any other platform but um i was having um like i'm a bad sleeper anyway because i'm always getting spirit in and out and stuff but last thursday night a young man came to me when i was trying to sleep okay i put this on my facebook facebook post um i put it up at four o'clock on monday morning okay so let me tell you what happened last thursday night a young man came to me and he told me that he was past 13 weeks. He was very specific. And I said it in my post, 13 weeks he was passed. And he told me about the injuries that had, he, he gave me some other information. So I listened to him and then I let him away because, you know, I wanted to get some sleep. I wasn't really enthused about talking to somebody in the middle of the night. So he came back on Friday night because I really hadn't done anything with the information he'd given me. So I listened again and he taught me another couple of bits and pieces about himself and he was gone and I did nothing with the information. So he came back Saturday night and he was talking again and he told me that his mother followed my page and he wanted to let her know that he's okay. And away he went again. And still I did nothing with this information. Okay. And this just goes to show how I wouldn't say stubborn. What's the words that I want? You know, that he, he really wanted to get this message across. So he kept, kept trying. So I, I, I always, I remembered it clearly because it woke me up again on Sunday night, Sunday night, Monday morning, it was 23 minutes past one. And I was hanging out for a night's sleep because he'd had me up three nights in a row now. And he kept me awake until I think it was something like five past four or something like that on Monday morning. So I was awake from 23 minutes past one till after four o'clock. And I just took up my phone and I said, right. I said, and I don't normally post stuff like that on Facebook, but I put down his story on Facebook. And I said, I'm told that his mother watches this page. So please let me know if this is for you. Okay. So I really took a leap of faith in myself and in for him and for him as we say that they saw it hey esther thanks for that he was persistent thank you Susanna. saman is it? sorry about that um i couldn't think of the word but he was very persistent thank you and um yeah so i met his family got in contact with me by private message okay and um just for two small pieces of information i can't even remember what it was now oh yeah she wasn't actually the lady that followed my page uh, although she knows his mother, wasn't his mother, but he always told her that she was like a mother to him. And as well as that, um, the nickname he'd given me, it wasn't exactly right because of the accent. He's actually from the United States. So I'd never had contact with this family before. 
And um, so it was just an accent thing that I didn't hear the name right, but it's actually really similar. Um, the family don't want me to put up their information, so I can't really come out and say he, his name, but they're very, very similar. Um, but the point, my point is that I could have just thought, like any other person would probably have thought, I'm dreaming all of this. Okay. Um, this is just my imagination. You know, all of this kind of stuff. Um, but you have to take a leap of faith and trust. Um, we call it a catchphrase mediumship. Again, I'm probably showing my age. Actually, I think it's back on television now. We used to watch a program back in like the 90s, um, which was called Catchphrase. But they're actually, it's back on, on television now, I believe, um, where they show a cartoon man doing something and you have to guess what the catchphrase is. But the the tagline of the show is say what you see. And that's what I always say with mediumship. Say what you see. If you see something, if you feel something, if you hear something, just say it to whomever is with you, okay? Because it will, in fact, resonate with somebody. And when spirits are coming through, they're not coming through with a life-changing message in that they're not going to tell you how to live your life, okay? They want you to be happy, but they're not going to tell you how to live your life, okay? Can you hear me okay on TikTok? I'm not sure if my earphones are still on or not. Um, but they come through to give us closure. Thank you, Pharaoh. They come through to give us peace. They come through to, to let us free. And that's what a lot of us need. We need to be set free. We need to know that they're okay with us living on in this life. Okay? Um, you know, they need to know that we're okay. We need to know that they're okay. And it gives people that closure to move on. It's not something that I would say to people, oh, you know, go once a year for a reading. I really think it's a once maximum twice in a lifetime experience and you want that experience to be meaningful. Yeah, you're right. Pharaoh says we need to start our healing in order to find our purpose. And that's so true. Okay. But the majority of people here, you know, that are left behind, it's, it's almost like survivor guilt. Isn't that what they call it? That we, um, we're not necessarily comfortable with living or being happy without them. And they want us to know that it's okay. Is it a bad idea to have regular readings? I would say so, yes. In my opinion, yes. I know other people would disagree. But the reason that I would say it's a bad idea is because we get emotionally dependent on having readings, okay? And we start to think, you know, um, like I've had people in the past who've looked to come back maybe after a month or after two months or something, and they might come back with a list of questions. I do remember um, at one point I did have someone whose partner had passed. Um, uh, he was a victim of suicide. And, um, you know, of course, this person was hugely grateful to have the connection because um, I helped her to find the letter that he left behind, which she hadn't been able to find before. Um, but the, the reading, she enjoyed the reading so much that she became emotionally dependent on it. And she wanted to come back because she had more questions that she wanted to ask and more questions that she wanted to ask. And I know it sounds awful. It's not my place to tell somebody that they should or they shouldn't have a reading. That's completely your own choice. I'm not the mother of anybody. Well, I am of my two sons, but that's it. Um, 
but I can say to somebody, I don't feel comfortable reading you because you've had a reading recently. I actually have a rule. And when, you know, people book online, they're asked to acknowledge or to confirm that they haven't had any other readings, either psychic or mediumistic within the last six months. Okay. And if somebody rings up for readings, for a reading, I will ask them on the phone. I will say, have you had any other reading within the last six months? And if they say yes, then I say, well, I'm very sorry, but I cannot read for you at this point in time. Okay. So it's not all about money. I, any reader, okay. Any reader has to be um, mindful of the effect, the long-term effect that they're going to have on the person that they're reading for. And so Fair is telling me that they teach others how to unlock and activate the supernatural abilities, supernatural, natural abilities, I beg your pardon, their birthright. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Um, I'm actually taking part in a paranormal investigation on the 30th of October. I'm actually really excited about it because I haven't done one in so long right, with the pandemic and everything. And it's just something that I really enjoy to do. Now, I'm very, very conscious that I've been talking here for 40 minutes and I haven't given anybody a chance. So first of all, on um, Pod, on Podbean, somebody looked to come online a short while ago and I said I would bring you on soon. So does anybody on, I just love this podcast and I love that you're here, Farah. Thank you so much. Hi, your husband passed. Okay, sorry, I'm Jill. I started, I stayed it's coming up on a year since he passed i'm still consumed with the thought of him think about him all the time i miss him so bad it hurts how do i let him rest okay so first of all um i'm really sorry for your loss okay i have not lost my life partner and i can't imagine what you must be going through but um i really send my love and my sympathies to you and i will continue to send you some healing uh, when i'm meditating for the next couple of weeks jill okay because that's a huge huge loss that's a life well every loss you could say is life changing but that really is life changing for you um because you know everybody else was able to go home after the funeral but you didn't have your life to go back to you had to create a new life for yourself so it's no wonder that you know you're missing him so much i mean he was your life you built a life around him the chances are you probably have children and whatever together so i understand where you're coming from okay it's coming up on a year since he passed and let me tell you that's no time at all i've lost people in my life and i i've really likened it to i said to somebody once i came home after the funeral and i i lid down and when i opened my eyes it was the year anniversary I really don't remember anything. I'm going to cry now. I don't remember anything from the day of the funeral until a year later. Okay. And that wasn't even my life partner. So time just passes in the blink of an eye. And let me tell you that it passes so much quicker for him in the spirit world. Okay. Because time passes really, really quickly in the spirit world. So as a rule of thumb, uh, a month in earth time is like a day in spirit time. So for every month that they've gone from us, it's only like a day to them. So it's a year for you, but for him, it's just like 12 days. Okay. So it's still very, very soon in his journey. Okay. 
Um, I'm still consumed with the thought of him. And I think about him all the time. Well, I would be worried if you didn't, because that would have, have signified that there was some kind of a problem before he left. Okay, that's your love. Your love is the connection. This physical body, okay, although we can enjoy each other's physical bodies in life, that's not the connection. The connection is emotional. Okay, it's a soul to soul connection when you're in love with somebody. And that's what connected you to him, not your physical bodies. So you do not need him to still have his physical body in order to love him. And it's the same for him. He doesn't need that physical body in order to love you. We talk about love coming from the heart. Just because the heart is the life giver, we, we kind of see it as our soul, but it really isn't our soul. And it's the soul or the spirit of somebody that we love, not their physical beating heart. Okay. You miss him so bad it hurts. How do I let him rest? Okay, nothing that you can do will stop him from progressing in the spirit world. Know that and know it always. Okay, I'm not saying that he won't miss you. And I'm not saying that he won't be sad without you. Okay, but your grieving for him here will not stop him progressing to the spirit world. It will not stop him going through the process with his spirit guides, meeting his loved ones over there. All that goes on as normal, but he will still be coming down to visit you. And all he will want is for you to understand. Okay, it, it will be hard for him to let you go, but all he will want, I know it just from previous readings that I've done, he will want you to live life. He won't want you to sit down and wait until the day where you can join him again. He's going to want you to make the most of every single day between this and then. Okay, because he loves you. He loves you still. Okay, just because he's gone to the spirit world. It's like I've put it up on my page so many times. Um, you know, death ends a life, not a relationship. So you still have that relationship with him. Okay, so please um, let go of the guilt. You're not holding him back from anything. But I would suggest perhaps that you consider having um, some sessions with a grief counsellor. Because after a year, um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't hurt. Time does not heal. I think that's the biggest lie that anyone ever said. Time does not heal. Time Time lets you get used to living without somebody, but it doesn't stop you missing them or hurting because they're not there. Okay. So he is still going to be around you. Okay. I hope that helps and makes some sense. Let's see. Use Texas, Austin, USA. I don't know what that's about. Um, let's see. So what did I miss? My husband passed. He will return. Okay. Bless you. Bless you. Sending healing energy. People can definitely get addicted to readings. I had to refuse to read a girl because she had PTSD and told me everything, how her brother died, when, how many children he had, their ages, everything. I said, you're leaving yourself open to scammers. Exactly. I run the risk of making you worse. My mommy's lost her last four siblings and sister-in-law in the last year oh that's horrific um, i wonder was that anything to do with the covid god love her your poor ma'am 
But yes, now PTSD would not stop you reading anybody. Okay, I, I've been diagnosed, I have PTSD. Okay, so I suffer a lot with my PTSD. But it doesn't stop me connecting with spirit. It probably makes me more sympathetic or em, empathic, maybe a little bit, um, towards people. It wouldn't stop you. But I, I do always say, when people ring up and say, I want a reading, and I say to you, well, what kind of reading do you want? Do you want psychic or do you want mediumship? And I, that's the point where I always say, now don't tell me anything about yourself. I just want to know if you want to know what's coming up for you in the future or if you want to connect with someone who's passed. And I say, if you start telling me that your dad and your mother and your sister or whatever are in spirit, then I'm not going to read for you because you've already taught me. You know, you make my job easier. OK, so I totally get what you're saying. Sounds like true grief, which is hard but necessary for the healing. Yeah, absolutely. OK. Um... 4.44, we're back to numerology again. I was talking about that somewhere the other night as well. Use Texas Austin. I don't know what, what you mean by that, Pharaoh. Um, I know you're in the US, okay. It's four years since I lost my baby boy and it's still very hard. Oh, Lorna, yeah. You know, because I, I, I really think, you know, when you lose a baby, you'll always think of the future the baby should have had, okay? And you think, and you see children of a similar age and you think, I should have had a child. My boy should be this age. My boy should be going through this at the moment. Okay, so all of that kind of stuff. So um, I really sympathize with that, okay? Um, energy can't be destroyed or created. It can only be transferred, reincarnated. Okay, yeah, nothing in this life has ever been created. Okay, nothing is ever created or destroyed. You could talk about energy. You could talk about anything. Like if you look realistically at the world that we live in, um, the, like the ability to create electricity was always here. Nothing different was, was invented in order to create electricity, whether you're doing it with water or whether you're doing it with coal or whatever, the ability to make electricity was always there. It was just that we didn't open our minds enough to envisage electricity or telephones or flying or any of those things. So nothing in life is ever created or destroyed. We just use it in a different way. And that's what Pharaoh's saying. It, it's only transferred as in reincarnated. Okay. But, you know, reincarnation, I believe, Pharaoh might disagree. I believe it's a choice. If we have to atone for something, then we get the choice. Do we want to atone for it in the afterlife or do we want to come back to this earth and atone for it? Not COVID. The PTSD was because she witnessed her brother being shot. Oh, I get you. Okay. I beg your pardon. Um, but what I meant by the COVID was your mom's siblings. Did you say she lost four siblings this past year? um interesting discussions um okay and what about tiktok i'll bring people on at tiktok um after i come off live which i will be doing in the next 10 minutes so is there anybody on um somebody looked to come on live earlier i'm you're quite welcome to come on live and um let people hear you and ask your questions because I don't have the names. AM18900, was it you that looked to come on earlier? If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll just keep going to the questions. So Angie wants to call in. Okay. Um, I had what I believe to be a visitation dream last week. Can you give me some information what exactly they mean and why we get them? Give me two seconds, Anita. Okay. Um, sorry, what's your, Anita, uh, what's your name that's come on live? Because I got like these pumpkins in heart. Angie. Angie, how are you, Angie? Where are you calling from? Scotland. Scotland. Well, thanks for joining in. What's your question? 
it's just a quick question. So, um, I just wanted—I would just like to know that there is something else, and that my dad's kind of piece. I had—I um, grew up in a home with domestic violence, and sorry dad, to hear that. Yeah, my dad died at um, age fifty-three, but before he died, he had stopped drinking. We were talking again, and um, I just find it really hard sometimes because I think I was kind of robbed of my childhood. So, yeah. and then to have those few years with him that were pretty good, and it would just be nice to know that he's at peace where he is now. Do you know it's? Yeah. And is he only left in the last eight years? He was fifty-three. No, it's been about um, it's been about twenty years now. It'll be about okay. So it's years. a lot longer. Oh, yeah, yeah, and if you lost somebody, it's just that when you're talking, I feel like I'm connected with the male energy, but I feel like. Um, this is somebody that's much more recently passed and that there was some kind of a heart condition with somebody. No. Okay. I might be connected with somebody else that's on here then. Okay. So it's obviously not your dad. It's just when there's lots of energies both between the TikTok and who's on here on Podbean, mm -hmm. there can be um, a misconnection with it. So I, obviously I can never guarantee that I can connect with somebody. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I don't have anything. You don't have a profile picture um that i can right. connect with i don't have i can't even see your name for me to connect with it and i don't have anything belonging to your dad so when yeah. i'm reading somebody okay now i do have your voice yeah but i probably you know um take a little while to connect with that but um what i was going to say to you was normally when you're connected with someone you have to have something some kind of energy that you can connect with Okay. And um, so when I'm reading for somebody, even though they're on the computer screen, like it's always a video call that I use, but I can see the energy around them, but I don't okay. have anything to do that with you. So yeah. it just makes it that little, that little bit more difficult to, um, to connect. But what was I going to say? Was your dad not a very tall man? Was he only about maybe five, seven, five, eight? Yeah, he was small. <laughs> yeah. Small. Well, he's kind of average, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. And if I said to you that he was he was kind of like a proper dresser, not necessarily a jeans man, more of a trousers kind of a person, does that make sense? No, he was a jeans man. Okay. So I have a vision of a man, okay? Uh -huh. um, and, okay, maybe he's dressed up to go to something. I have a vision of a man and he's wearing a navy trousers, okay, and a shirt, but yeah. he does have a cigarette in his hand. Did your dad smoke? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's like he's standing outside a red brick building. Okay. And he's, he's by the corner of the building. So you can, I can see the corner of red brick building and I, and I can see some hedgerow. Okay. And he's standing yeah. and he's got one hand in his pocket. He's holding a cigarette in the other hand. And it's like somebody just caught him off guard and took a snapshot of him. Okay. Okay. Um, now, did your dad have an awful lot of stomach issues before he left? Yeah, well, the, the drinking, yeah, it would have been. Okay. Lovely. So it, the reason I, I say that is because as I'm trying, even as I'm talking, I'm trying to bring his energy closer to me and, and trying to maybe get more of a connection. Yeah. And the first thing that I feel is like a lot, and not even like I want to be sick, but more like a cramping pain in my stomach, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when he left, okay, I know you're telling me he was only 53 and I get that, you know, that he, he'd had um, a drink issue and whatever, but yes. yet he tells me it happened very quickly that his health went from like 
okay to shot is the way he says it like you know it within days okay very quick mm. um now at the time that he left was he sh sharing a house or an apartment or something with another gentleman no okay because he does show me being at home but he shows me that there's another gentleman there and he tells me that this was somebody who helped him a lot in life okay so someone that he feels the way he shows it to me is like somebody took him by the hand and pulled him out of where he was so it's like they were looking out for him okay okay so whether he had a brother or a good friend or somebody mm -hmm. does this make sense that um he's make he's telling me that he owes um I don't know, can we say recovery, but that he owes the way he was at the end to the support of this other gentleman. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Yeah. And um, are you one of four children, Pet? No, just one. I'm, I'm an only child. Well, I've got a half-sister. Okay. I keep seeing four together. Did your half-sister live with you? Because he's talking about a family of four. No. You don't know, was he one of four? No, he was one of nine. <laughs> nine? Wow, that's a huge family. <laughs> you sure you're not Irish? <laughs> no, Crofters. Um, his energy isn't that strong, okay? I can see him. That's okay. And I know he's here. Yeah. But when I try to get him to talk about you, which is what I'm trying to get him to do... This uh -huh. is when the energy breaks down. Okay. So bear with me a second. What did you tell me your first name was again? Angela. Angela. I beg your pardon. I'm useless with names and it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, Angela, have you had, okay, I'm going to be honest with you if that's okay. Yeah. Have yeah. you been suffering with a bit of anxiety recently? Yeah, very much so. This is what he talks about, okay? Okay. And you have a son of your own, don't you? I do, yeah. And, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like the, the way your dad goes on. He actually can be quite funny, okay? Yeah, he's funny. And it's, it's like he says um, that he had to come out somewhere like somebody had to have some of his traits. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that your son is going to be a drinker or anything, but no. I do feel he's got that mischief kind of um, yeah. energy that your dad would have had, mm -hmm. okay? And his sense of humor as well. <clears throat> and he says, he says, you're going to have a lot more anxiety before that fella's finished with you. That's the way he puts it. Okay. <laughs> now he says it and he's laughing and he's kind of saying it tongue in cheek okay yeah. uh, I don't want you to think your dad's not talking about him um, having a drink problem or anything like that no, no. Um, but he's talking about him being mischievous yeah. more than anything else okay and he says you will have your work cut out for you running around after him yeah you also have a little girl though don't you yeah, she's not so little now but I do have a girl yeah is she in her late teens she's older than that she's 20 she's just turned 26 26 okay now i want to go back then because he's talking to me about something um when she was around the age of 17 or 18 mm -hmm. okay 
because he's telling me, okay, there seems to have something something that scared her or frightened her. Okay, and I know you're going to have to think about this. You might not be able to validate it straight away. Yeah. But something, she seems to me to be dressed up like she's going out or something. But he said that something really, really scared her. Yeah. And he said that um, he, he wants me to tell you that he would never leave her on her own in a situation like that. Okay. Okay. And I believe that something scared her at that point of her life that made her kind of take more care of herself or look out for herself a bit more. You know, the way we can all be a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, you know, flighty, I suppose. We don't think of our security so much when we're that age because we're going to live forever. But he tells me that he never left her on her own. Okay. Right. Um, So he's making me cry now because he's telling me... um, now, I don't want you to tell us what went on for you, but I want okay. to go back maybe about three, three and a half years ago. Okay. And he's telling me that you hit a low point. Uh-huh. And he tells me that he held your hand all the way through that. And okay. he was full sure that you felt him at that point. Mm-hmm. He said that you felt him holding your hand. So you may have felt a pressure or a temperature change, particularly in your right hand. Okay. okay. And he said that was him. He said he held your hand through it. And he says, I want her to know that I was there for her. He said, because I know I let her down in life. And he says, I promise her that I'll never do that again. Okay. 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 So I know it's not the strongest connection, but as I say, it's a little bit more difficult to do it like this. But I hope there's a couple of things in there, even if you were to ask your daughter, um, can she remember something in particular happened around that age? Um, but she something was... happened, but she, she's never spoke about it. But I know yeah. something happened. Yeah, and 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 he, and he says that too. Okay, yeah. but he he was there with her, and he you know I think he was kind of you know, trying to make sure that she got home okay. okay. Um, and he he wants you to know that he'd never let her go through something like that on her own. Right. Okay. 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 I hope that gives you some little bit of peace, but continue to talk to him because if you keep talking to your spirit people, Mm -hmm. you know, then they feel the connection and they feel, you know, they feel the love, they feel wanted. And that's when they start to come down and give us more and more signs. But the one thing that they're always mindful of is that they don't want to scare us. Yeah. Okay. You know, he was a, he was a man I hated the most as a child, and he's a man I want most here as an adult. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Isn't it yeah. funny the way your perceptions mm-hmm. change? And now that you're an adult and a parent, now you know how difficult things could be. You yeah. know that we don't be driven to drink with kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you so so much for um, joining us. I mean, it takes a lot to come on, and yeah. I really appreciate you joining in the podcast. Thank That's you amazing. Thank you, Angela. Take care Thank of yourself. You. I don't know how to disconnect you, so I hope you know. I'll do it. Thank you. Thank you Bye. so much. Take care, Pet. Um, Helen's just come on and said that she was watching Notting Hill with her girls. I love that movie. I just love anything with Julia Roberts in. I've just always had a thing about Julia Roberts since I was a teenager. Okay, guys, so thank you so much for joining in on podcast. And thank you, Pharaoh, for joining in and helping with some of the questions. I really do appreciate it. Um, and thanks everybody. And Helen, don't worry. I'm going to be on TikTok now for maybe another 10 or 15 minutes if you want to pop across there. But I'm going to say good night to the podcast for tonight. 
I will be back live next Wednesday. And if you have any suggestions for topics that you want me to talk about, please contact me um, through my website, through my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and let me know. I'd love to talk about stuff that you want to talk about. Okay, guys, good night and all the best. Discussing every